The sacrifice of Christ as an atonement for sin is the great truth around which all other truths cluster. In order to be rightly understood and appreciated, every truth in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation must be studied in the light that streams from the cross of Calvary. I present before you the great, grand monument of mercy and regeneration, salvation and redemption, the Son of God uplifted on the cross. This is to be the foundation of every discourse given by our ministers. Hi, I'm William Earnhardt, and I just shared with you my favorite quote from Gospel Workers, page 315. And now I would like to share with you the Bible teaching of the millennium or the thousand years in light of the cross. The millennium is the thousand year reign of Christ with his saints in heaven between the first and second resurrections. During this time, the wicked dead will be judged. The earth will be utterly desolate without living human inhabitants, but occupied by Satan and his angels. At its close, Christ with his saints and the holy city will descend from heaven to earth. The unrighteous dead will then be resurrected and with Satan and his angels will surround the city, but fire will come down from God and consume them and cleanse the earth. The universe will thus be free of sin and sinners forever. For references, Revelation 20, the whole chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3, Jeremiah 4, 23 to 26, Revelation 21, 1 through 5, Malachi 4, 1, and Ezekiel 28, 18 and 19. Why is it important to know the truth about the millennium? Well, there are many erroneous teachings about the millennium, including the idea that some will be given a second chance after the second coming. This is a false security leading many to disregard the exhortation of Paul in 2 Corinthians 6, 2. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On that day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the time is now. Today is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. So we're not supposed to wait for a second chance. Uh, we're going to see here that there is... <coughs> well, here in this lifetime, we're given many chances. But after the second coming, there will be no more chances. Why is it important to understand the millennium in the light of the cross? Because only when we get to heaven will we see and realize what Jesus left to come and to die for us. So let's take a further look at the Bible teaching on the thousand years or the millennium. What happens to the earth when Jesus comes? Isaiah 24 verse 1 reads, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, by the way. Uh, Isaiah 24 verse 1 reads, Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people. Isaiah 24 1. What happens to all of the wicked? Jeremiah 25 33 reads, In that day, 
those the Lord has slaughtered will fill the earth from one end to the other. No one will mourn for them or gather up their bodies to bury them. They will be scattered on the ground like manure. Jeremiah 25, 33. What happens to the righteous? 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 17. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15-17 Notice when Jesus comes, the wicked are all slain. The righteous are all taken to heaven. And the earth is left desolate, without form and void, as we saw there in Jeremiah 4.23, or as we see in Jeremiah 4.23, and a bottomless pit, as we see in Jer- in Revelation uh, chapter 20, verse 1. So how long is Satan bound to the earth? Revelation 20, 1 through 3 reads, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that old serpent who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw them into a bottomless pit, threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked, so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while. Revelation 20, 1-3 Satan is chained up, or bound, by circumstances. All the wicked are dead, the righteous are in heaven, he has no one to tempt or torment. Before his expulsion from heaven, he thought he would make a better ruler than God. See Isaiah 14.14 Satan, during the thousand years, will be able to roam the world for a thousand years and consider the fruit of his empire. What will the righteous be doing during this thousand years? Revelation 20, verse 4 reads, Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of them who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for claiming the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Revelation 20, verse 4. So they will be given authority to judge. The righteous will be judging during the, the, 40, the thousand years. Who will they be judging, though? Well, 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through 3 reads, Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? 
And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourselves? Don't you realize that we will judge angels? So you surely should be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. 1 Corinthians 6, 2-3 Now notice up in, uh, as we were looking at uh, earlier, uh, 1 Thessalonians, when it says the dead in Christ will rise first. Jesus spoke of two different resurrections. In John 5, 28 to 29, it says, Don't be surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son, and they will rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life, and those who have continued evil will rise to experience judgment. John 5, 28 to 29. In the King James Version, it makes it even more clear about the two separate resurrections. It reads in John 5, 28 to 29 in the KJV, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation, John 5, 28 to 29. So the righteous are raised when Jesus returns at the beginning of the thousand years. Then we will see the wicked will be raised at the end of the thousand years. Uh, Revelation 20, verses 5 through 6 reads, This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them, the second death holds no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. Revelation 20, 5 through 6. So what does Satan do when the wicked are raised back to life? Revelation 20, 7 and 8 reads when the thousand years come to an end satan will be loosed out of out of his prison actually i was i'm supposed to be reading the new living translation here and i was reciting the king james version so let me start over reading the nlt uh revelation 27 through 8 the question was what does satan do when they are raised in revelation 27 through 8 reads when the thousand years come to an end Satan will be let out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations, called Gog and Magog, in every corner of the earth. He will gather them together for battle, a mighty armor, army as numberless as sand along the seashore. Revelation 27 through 8. So they go to surround the, the city of God, the new Jerusalem that has come down to earth, and they want to attack it. Satan still has these people believing that they can work their way to heaven by work and instead of by grace. They think it's by their might and their power they can overtake that city. But only by grace are those that are inside the city inside, realizing it's not by their work, it's not by their power, their effort, 
It's by God's grace that they are in the new Jerusalem, that new city that is, has come back down to earth. So when they go to attack the city, uh, to surround it, to attack it, what happens? Revelation 21, 2 says, And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. So that new Jerusalem is there, And when they go to attack it, in Revelation 20, verse 9, it reads, And I saw, as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city, but fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Revelation 20, verse 9. So the new Jerusalem came down to heaven, I'm sorry, the new Jerusalem came down to earth from heaven. The wicked are raised back to life. Satan convinces them we can take this city by force. Let's surround it. Let's attack. Let's attack it. And then we saw there in verse nine, the fire comes down from God out of heaven and devours them. The wicked. What is that fire called? Revelation 20 verse 14 it says then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire this lake of fire is the second death Revelation 20 verse 14 from those ashes from their destruction what will God create second Peter chapter 3 verses 10 through 13 reads But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire, and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. 2 Peter 3, 10-13 What will this new earth be like? Isaiah 65, 21-25 reads, In those days, people will live in the houses they build and eat the fruit of their own vineyards. Unlike the past, invaders will not take their houses and confiscate their vineyards. For my people will live as long as trees and my chosen ones will have time to enjoy their hard-won gains. They will not work in vain and their children will will not be doomed to misfortune. For they are people blessed by the Lord, and their children too will be blessed. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat hay like a cow, but the snakes will eat dust. In those days, no one 
will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain. I, the Lord, have spoken. Isaiah 65, 21-25 What promise of God does John see in vision? Revelation 21, 1-5 Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Revelation 21, 1-5 through So what we see here is that the wicked will not be given a second chance. When they're raised back up after the thousand years, none of them repent. They go and attack the city. So now is the day of salvation. Now, today is the day to make our hearts right with God so that we're ready for his second coming. And then we see that when Christ comes, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who remain will be caught up together in the clouds to meet them and the Lord in the air and to be with the Lord forever. During the thousand years, we will be judging the wicked. Satan will be roaming the earth by himself, seeing where his rebellion led to. At the end of the thousand years, the new Jerusalem comes back uh, to this earth, comes down to this earth. Then the wicked are raised back to life to see who and what they rejected. Satan tells them, we can attack the city by force and take it over. That's when the fire comes down from God out of heaven and devours them and they are no more. And then God creates the new earth where we will live with him for all eternity. Friends, I want to be in that new earth, don't you? After reading about the this millennium and these events in Revelation 20 and 21, I want to be inside the city with my Savior, with the one who died for me. And friends, I hope that you will be too. If you have any more questions about this or, or just in being ready for Jesus to come, I would love for you to reach out to me. I would love to study with you either in person or online. And you can reach me at racer3 at gmail.com. That's R-A-C-E-R-T-H-R-E-E at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. God bless you.